Welcome to the Territorial Fae Podcast, a podcast where boozy fae females discuss bookish adventures. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to our Crazy Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. I'm Kaylee. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yep. That's Kalisha. That's our new girl. Everybody say hi. Hi. I really like, I really like how you uh, introduced us that time. Hey, hey, hey. That was so like fun. I know. I mean, it's a fun day, right? We got lots of debate in store. Oh, we do. We do. I'm so bummed. I feel like you're a traitor, Alicia. Oh my God. (laughs) So she likes me better. Hate this book with me. Okay. I'm sorry. I need to know why you hate this book, which is why I'm really okay. This book is The Lost Apothecary. I don't know if you guys um, listening out there have read it yet. Um, Alicia found this book. I mean, I don't, we were discussing it something one day. Yeah. So it was just a beautiful cover on Bookstagram. It really is a gorgeous cover. And it was definitely a cover buy for us. Mm -hmm. Not for nothing. That cover is just so stunning. Mm -hmm. It's like almost I can take it and frame it yeah because it's that beautiful it really is so you love that about it right yes I do I I love the cover I saw the so you know someone was doing a reel and they do like books you should read and it has like a snippet on top and one of and for their snippet it said like feminist historical something she was like Kaylee this is your book girl yes I did did. I thought it was gonna be perfect feminist and historical that is my jam guys it was a double whammy it right that's such a you're doing really good with the words today no it's because I'm awake I'm dressed (laughs) I've got call uh, I've had my tea I had king cake I'm ready for carnival like let's get it going what is king cake so king cake what deliciousness you don't know what a king cake is no fuck i should have sent you one maybe i'll send it to you anyway there's still time it's not mardi gras not until the first part of march but it's like a, a they call it like a danish pastry but it's like a cinnamon like it's almost like a cinnamon roll it's baked into an, an oval and then they put mm-hmm. like the cream cheese frosting on the outside and they use like granular sugars of different colors like purple green and yellow yeah and it's delicious Kaylee hates it but um, I just don't like the, the sugar on the top it's got a crunch and I'm not I, I'm a texture person but the actual cake itself is super good and they make it to where you can have different fillings um I'm not a filling person I'm a plain Jane basic bitch I like it just natural but they have like Bavarian cream strawberries like Jake would love that. He loves Bavarian cream. Oh, it's for Mardi Gras. It's like a, it's like a, it's a Nolan's type. Nolan's. A type of, and I did. I, um, one of my girlfriends last night was like, oh, did you see Carolina's cupcakes is doing a king cake? And I looked at her and I said, no, no. And her husband was <laughs> like, why are you looking at the Louisiana girl and asking if she bought the North Carolina king cake? Cause she was like, where did you get it from? I was like, I ordered it from Louisiana, like down <laughs> South. And she's like, why? Like Carolina's cupcakes. And don't get me wrong. I love Carolina's cupcakes. They're our go-to bakery for like fancy goods, like fancy cupcakes and shit like that. But I was looking at her like, bitch, no, <laughs> it's a no, it's a no from me. But so the kids busted it open last night. Traditionally, it would come with a baby, a little plastic baby baked inside of it. And the tradition is, is whoever gets the baby buys the next king cake. But because it's like teeny tiny and it's considered a choking hazard, no one really puts the baby in it anymore. Mm. So you're supposed to get the cake and then shove the baby, I guess, in it yourself. (laughs) You're like, I know I'm the one buying this next year. I only do this. Megan was like, why don't you just go ahead and take it? You know, you're going to buy it next. And I said, no. I said, you're the one who's supposed to get a job next year. You oh, can buy oh. the next one. He's like, I mean, if I could. And I said, boo, I can help you. Like, I know where the website is. We can hook you up. You give me the cash, I'll buy the cake. 
<laughs> I will give you a link today. I will drop your ass off at the Taco Bell. You do what you need to do. I'll pick you up in two hours. Dude, if he works at Taco Bell, I'm going to be so excited because he better give me some free tacos. Um, His sister will love that too because, you know, she obsessed with Taco Bell. Emma loves her some Taco Bell. I love me some Taco Bell too. We'll just wait on me and Emma just wait on Hagen to get off work. and just Y'all us. both be like fighting over who's going to go pick him up. Be like, where you got the leftovers at? <laughs> who, who, she can't drive. That's all right. I can drive. <laughs> Oh, so back to the loss of Pop Carey. All right. So the verdict is in. Alicia liked it. I liked it. And Kaylee hated it. I did not like it. I really wanted to. So I was really bummed that I didn't like it. I mean, it wasn't so, a five-star read for me. No. Maybe like three-star, two-star? I'd say um, three or four. Three or four. Yeah, like three and a half, four. I, I think, think I rated it a three four on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. I, did I think four. I did a three. Um, a there are some parts, yeah, which I think I did a three because I I don't typically rate anything under a three because these authors put their time into writing these books. So I don't feel like I I am gonna rate it lower than that because once upon a time I did that for somebody. But we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I rated it a two, so I'm a J. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay so the characters the characters breakdown of the characters I um I so like I liked the girl uh back in time what was her name so you have Nella you have the Eliza Eliza El- Eliza uh got on my damn nerves and then you is have she the little one Caroline is Coraline Caroline it's definitely not Coraline I'd have remembered that I think it's Caroline, Caroline. it's Caroline then so is Nella the little one or is Eliza the no, little Eliza's one? No, Eliza's the 12-year-old. This little girl, uh, spoilers from here on out, this little girl thought that this man who died, his ghost was haunting her because he died and she got her period the same day. And homegirl didn't know what a period was. So but she no one thought this it to her. man nobody said nothing to her she was not raised to know anything about that could you no one explained it to her and then this guy literally died and the moment he they told her let's start over that okay she she killed him i mean true true she did she had to go back this is the the so this book goes between present day and 200 years ago so the past and it starts with more than 200 years it's like 1791 it's it's london right it's 200 years i thought 1791 to like 1991 right or 2000 so a little over 200 years right 17 i don't know i don't do math but oh i don't know anyway i was talking about Anyway, um, Caroline ends up in London, which was supposed to be her anniversary, but she goes alone. She goes mudlarking, which is where you go into the River Thames. And I think it's Thames. Is it Thames? I think it's Thames, the River Thames. It's T-H-A-M-E-S, but I think the British pronounce it Thames. But you're the one who lived in England and you've never heard of mudlarking? Like, this is not a thing? Alicia and I discussed this. No, I've never heard of mudlarking. I legitimately asked if it was a thing because I was like, I fucking want to do this. Yeah, I've never heard of it. But they go and they find, it's like what you can find in the river. And she finds this vial and she was a history major before she got married and it sparked her history and she's looking into it. And then it goes back to past chapters of Nella and Eliza around the same time. And it kind of explains the last like week of like where this vial came from. So really cool. I thought it was cool to back and forth, but so anyway, Eliza shows up at Nella. Nella is the apothecary shop to kill her master. And you don't know why. But right, because she she is a, a servant in a in a large household. Yes, yes. Um, I I loved that aspect. I loved it because she Nella was is that the little girl or is that Eliza? Somebody Eliza. Was, okay. Eliza. Um, I loved that she Eliza was fierce as fuck. 
like she was fierce for a little 12 year old girl she had she was for like real? i want to do this i'm not playing no games with y'all and yeah. y- y'all know i love that um i'm sorry you imagine going and being like hey i need this poison to and poison my master right and she's the one who cracks the egg because they put Nella, Nella the apothecary, puts yeah. poison in an egg. Mm-hmm. And she cracks the eggs, cooks the eggs, and then gives it. Feeds yeah, it well, her, her, mas- her mistress was such a dick, honestly. She was not a good mistress. She, You don't she, think so? No, I, I not, she was great. No, she, but she made this child do this. Now, she did do that, but she knew that he was up to no good. Yes, but she, so she should have protected the child and, and done that she herself. She should have went to go ask for the eggs herself. Yeah, But she, I understand that she couldn't, like, she couldn't go get the eggs herself. Like, mm-hmm. that's completely understandable because people yeah. would trace it back to her. Yes. But she could have at least put the shit in his food herself. So the child wouldn't have that responsibility, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. she couldn't. She, I mean, you have to think. Nella put it the it in the egg. So mm-hmm. it already came in the egg. It came with yeah. two small eggs, two big eggs. Yes. And all she, she had to do as a mistress, she doesn't cook. So yeah, how awkward doesn't. would it be for yeah. her to be cooking? It in the kitchen to be Eliza. Yeah, like, that's true. That's so true. I mean, get for me back and forth usually is not my jam. I Same. don't like it. But in this situation, I did think it was done very well, and it was very intriguing because I could not figure out like where this was going. Um, because you find that Nella is quite scorned, and that is what shifts her shops, like purpose yes purpose that's the word I was looking for thank you see now I'm lost for words (laughs) um but it shifts the purpose to where now she only helps females get revenge on men yes and I was a little taken back with that and I think I remember messaging either the group chat or Kaylee and being like oh poor her Frederick her the guy she loves yes, Frederick yes. died. She accidentally killed him. Accidentally. When you said that, I was like, I was this is mm-hmm. why she is so the way she is. And then a few chapters later, I was like, oh, she didn't accidentally kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was um taken back a little. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out along the way. And I'm like, oh shit. Like when you find out that he re- like this fool I mean I guess Ooh, I mean I'd have killed him too if I had the chance I'm just saying he killed her baby motherfucker you finna die mm-hmm. so for audience yeah she was pregnant and he she didn't know he was married and she mm-hmm. told him she was pregnant and he he gave her poisons that killed the baby yeah, well, he'd been in her shop long enough to know how to do it. He'd watched her because he, if we go back, he actually had been given, that's how he meets her. It was for his sister yes. mm-hmm. to because, kill her baby. Well, no, she was having issues after, or she wasn't bleeding. She hadn't bled in like three months and it was causing her a lot of pain. So- yeah. Yeah. That's what Nella, he went in and no men come to the shop. So the apothecary shop was the, the one, her mom, it was her mom's first and her mom was, it was to treat women, you know, everything, but everything was good. Everything was yeah. to help them in ways they could. And men didn't really stumble upon their shop and he did, which was, you know, different yeah. And he needed something to help his sister because she was in a lot of pain. She hadn't bled. And so Nella gave him whatever that the poison or the herbs was and yeah, it allowed her to bleed. Yes. So he knew that that, that type of herb would shed the uterus lining. Which is then what he uses against her when she realizes how bad he fucked her over. Oh, Lord Jesus. I feel like been the same bones. way. It was very sad that part. I thought, oh my God, like, I can't believe he did this. Like, what a bastard. Like, what, what got me was that she couldn't have babies afterwards. Like, oh, yeah, that was. I awful. don't know if it was because he gave her the herb when she was 
pregnant and so far along maybe be used in that that way yeah and or he gave her too much right and it just messed up her uterus from then right that's what i was thinking that he did too much because how the fuck would he know how much to use yeah watched her do it but But it's not the same yeah you know when you're talking about like poisons and and remedies like the specific amount where like she even says that Nella does like you know a small bit of this is helpful but if you double it it'll kill you like you know yeah 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 so I thought that was cool so present day our girl is in London because she was supposed to be going for a 10-year wedding anniversary with her husband and she found out um like the the night before they were supposed to leave was that it the night before yeah. But he'd been having an affair. Um, oh. She picked up his phone and it was messages from another woman and she confronted him and he tried to deny it and he was super shitty and all of this. And so she was like, basically, like, fuck you. She'd given up her whole life for him. Like mm-hmm. she had wanted to have children prior to 10 years and he didn't want to. And now they were going to try, like they were literally trying to. They cons- were, they were trying. They are trying to have a baby. So. You gave up like, a uh, right. internship where she was going to apply for grad school in Cambridge for history. Right. And he proposed after college. And so she, she didn't go. Up. Yep. And so she goes to London on her own and she's mudlarking. She finds this, uh, this jar while she's mudlarking, which is they're in the river and they're catching things as they come downstream. And she finds this jar that has a little bear on it. So she's doing some research. And the main guy who is. Um, Bachelor Alf. Yeah. Who's conducting the mudlarking tour, you know, kind of is like, oh, well, this oh, person- grandpa, he's a grandpa. Like, right. He's not a love interest. He's like, no, no, no. he's just grandpa. that father figure you need to you know yeah so he's like oh I know this girl at the library such and such so I think you should go ask her and it ends up being his daughter that he sent the what's her name Caroline Caroline to and she starts trying to kind of research this bottle and I honestly thought her part I really think is what was so lackluster to me because there was no fucking point in her story there was not enough enough in between face you are but there was not enough in between for me for her there was not enough I understand the beginning you know I love the build-up I thought the build-up was great I thought this was going to be such a great you know finality um but there was no point to me like yes she great she was she left her fucking dumbass husband after he comes to London and does some dumbass shit but there was not enough build-up to that there was not enough growth it was just from point a to point b she's leaving I think it was more than that, though. I got more than that out of this. I did not. I so, did not think that was enough, enough in the middle. It was her going to the library, her go, being around the history, the wanting, the, the need to find out more about this vial, tapping into her old self, realizing that she gave up that whole part of herself, not realizing that she really just gave it up push to okay. the side I get what you're saying but there was not in the, she didn't write that she you did got, though she, you got that from from no, snippets she, no from she the did. There sentences that there were she multiple liked. times I, that it, but it was very surface it wasn't any in-depth discovery of yourself it was a oh hey we're here you know what I did miss that I did miss that it wasn't any like no, Big. when she like went back and talked, like talked, interlogged herself, she's like, I did get comfortable sitting here thinking yeah. that this is what I wanted, but it's not where I, I'm missing this piece of me. How can I not know that I was missing this piece of me until right. I'm doing this? Am I just crazy? Do I really want to do this? And at the end, she's like, no, you know, and then she, she realized as a whole, we're just on, un- like, you can be 
happy but un unsatisfied. Right. And she's unsatisfied. And that was a like epiphany for her that I am I'm I I thought I was happy. I thought this was all in like happiness that I have a marriage, a husband I loved, a life, but I was not satisfied in the life that I had. This is not the life I envisioned for myself. He wasn't fulfilled. That's it, fulfilled. Yeah. Right. Well, and I get that, but I just felt like it was so lackluster with the, it was, it, th- there was no in depthness of this story. I wish I had my book because I feel like I would, I wanted to like read pieces for you. Yeah. I did not get that at all. I, I felt, either. I honestly felt there was too much like back and forth. He and I'm like, a, girl, just yes. who the fuck cares? You want to do history now, do history. Like, obviously you're missing a part of yourself. Yeah. But that's not, that's not real. That's not reality. That is so, is it not? It's not of leaving a marriage. Leaving a marriage would tear you to pieces no matter what happened, no matter what. It did, trust me. She didn't know if there was going to be a lot of inner turmoil. She was sick. She was throwing up. She thought she had food poisoning. And even when she was pregnant. So her husband showed up unannounced. Yeah. Her time. And she didn't know the whole time too. She didn't know the future. She didn't know if she was going to forgive him, if they were going to work through it. It wasn't until he got sick um, because I I just want to punch him in his face. Oh my gosh. Okay. So he was having like sick. So she said, use some of my eucalyptus oil because I don't have any he ended up ingesting it not just rubbing it on his skin and having a life-threatening you know sickness going to the hospital and there's this whole thing because she's now you know a suspect a suspect because she's investigating the loss apothecary right wrote down stuff about you know herbs that can kill people if you have too many like rachel said earlier and so they think she's a suspect Anyway, you find out later he did it on purpose on to try purpose. to get her what back. A dick. What a manipulative asshole. Yes. yes. That's when I was like, girl, if you didn't make your decision before, you got your answer but now. She did. It clicked. Like he is just very and then I manipulative. think like he is. Everything was a manipulative play for him in his perfect life. And she finally, I also think it was her. Sh- growing the strength, right? Yeah. Because you kind of, sometimes you can lose yourself. You can lose the strength that you have because of, of the life that you're given and you have to get it back. You have to be like, no, this, this is also my life. This is, I can't just, just follow you, you know, and I'm going to do this, whether it's right or wrong. This is, this is the the path that I'm going to take now. And he decides to finally take that path at the end you know, it took 10 years for her to t- decide to do that for herself, to wait, to wait for, for herself, to choose herself over yeah, a yeah. marriage, choose herself over because what he asked to marry her and she still could have went to Cambridge, but yeah. she chose the marriage instead. Right. Well, he because he wouldn't seem, have let it. Yes, yeah. He made it seem like she couldn't do both because right. it's like, well, I need you here with me, you know, for my this, career, I need your help. You know, I think that was one of the things because you know, many, many moons ago, I went through this same thing, feeling not, not this cheating aspect and and not this, but this like losing myself. Where do Mm -hmm. I fit in this whole time? I've been, you know, this stay at home mom, this stay at home wife. I've been supporting you. I've been supporting your career. I want that. I want a career. I want a job. I want to feel successful in my own life, not just being a mom or a wife, like I wanted to feel that. So for her, her internal struggle, like aside from the cheating part, when she starts realizing like all these things like that she could have done, but she didn't because of whatever reason she's stumbling upon, like that hit hard with me. Cause I'm like, bitch, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I get it too. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, in that spot now in my life, I, but I feel like it was so clinical the way that she thought it, you know, it wasn't emotional and I don't typically like emotion, but something that I need to connect with. And maybe it's, you know, because I had just read fable and fable fable was, you know, emotional and, and you do connect with those characters, even though I don't love it as much as you do, both of you, 
I I did connect with those characters and I did see so vividly because she does write in a way that you can literally see the colors of the water and the colors of the gems and things like that. But with The Lost Apothecary, I'm not sure who writes that. Um, Sarah Penner. It's, I didn't, I didn't see the colors. And I feel like that's a really good way to describe how an author writes vividly. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the colors. Um, it was just very flat to me. And I was reading the, a lot of the Goodreads reviews and they were like, the premise was great. I love the premise. I don't understand why this went nowhere. So I really liked the ending. So let's, let's go to Eliza. Eliza goes back to Nella. To the the side story that's running alongside. Yes. So Eliza kills her master, gets her period, doesn't understand, thinks that a ghost, the ghost of him is haunting her. She goes back to try to see if Nella has something that can like banish the spirits because her mistress went to go mourn with family so she was like going to be away like by herself for about two weeks and Nella's like why are you back in my shop but Nella um is pretty much rotting from the out the inside out and she thinks that it's because she turned she turned her mother's apothecary she's supposed to help women into killing men which she's still right. helping women yeah but doing it by killing men well she helps women as well she also has all of the she old does. things that her mother yeah. had that, to help women with their you know maladies did we ever figure out what what was wrong with her like internally i don't feel no. like we did you don't yeah, you don't like, find out think, no she just makes it sound like it was a curse mm-hmm. but she lives like she goes on to live for but a long you time find out why was it because eliza's vials you know, like, yeah, so, so that's, that's what, that's what you get from. So Eliza comes, she, she gets this, this letter. So the way that it works with Nella, you put a letter in this bin. She has a apothecary that's behind like a hidden wall. And when you walk in, there's like just a, a barrel of grain, you put your letter in on kind of what you want. And she, you show up the day that you say you're going to show up and she gives you what you wanted yeah and she kind of had a bad feeling about this and this chick comes in she was a lady um which she normally doesn't work with such wealthy people and she wanted to kill her husband's mistress not the actual husband which nella's not about nella's just about hurting men not women right the women she wants to help women anyway liza ends up staying with her to help her because she's her fingers aren't working. She's swelling. She's not. Nella's body is giving away. She's only like 40. Yeah. You know? she's young. But I guess in the 1700s, you know, I guess that's oh, yeah. 40 is older. Old 1700s. Yeah. They yeah. usually croak around that age. Yeah. So, Their lifespan was not long. But she keeps shoving Eliza out the door too, which I'm like, just accept her damn help. Yeah. Like, well, she, yeah. she just didn't want to, she didn't want to bring that corruption to her. I totally got that. She wanted yeah. to keep her pure. Yeah. Cause she too, you, I think there's a moment where they go through it, where she realizes like, you're so young and you're here doing mm-hmm. your mistress's duty, like dirty deed. Yeah. So I think she saw that too. Um, but I loved their relationship because I feel like it became a mother daughter relationship Mm -hmm. and Nella had been missing that. And I think it was kind of a way for her to have the child that she had. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I I liked their part a lot more than I liked Caroline's part. I I I, did too. mm -hmm. I, but you know, the ending, I feel like it went from a lot of filler to just boom. What, like, what the fuck is happening? Like there's like boom, the end there's there's police and then this this shit happens and you're like what the fuck oh but i loved that part i thought holy shit what are the odds <laughs> like and i thought the way they played it from she so caroline in the in the present is her friend gainer oh that's true i didn't even i didn't even think about the parallels of the police from both sides so well that but she gets the they find the articles from the bulletin that shows file. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I found this. And it shows like a possible mm-hmm. killer. 
And then after everything with her husband, James in the hospital, she finally looks at the second article and it's like apothecary killer commits suicide. And then you jump back in the past and it's the, the lady gets the, the, whatever goes to poison the mistress. Her husband accidentally drinks the drink and dies. Then Mm -hmm. the, the lady's maid who put the poison in the drink like makes an imprint of the bottle which has she snitches and poor Eliza who was helping with this she chose a vial that had the address on it instead of a empty one because she oh yeah yeah they got it she went in the back of the fucking cabinet like just get the first one why are you digging I don't know and because she's probably short who knows you know (laughs) I thought she had to get on the floor Oh, I, don't, I think it was like finding one that fit the size. Like it was small, it was right? You don't want to make because she, that girl was such a bitch. Cause they had to go dig for all them damn glow beetles or whatever. They were. <laughs> like it crushed like, it all up for hours. Yeah. Yes. And she's so like, it happened really fast. It did. But I loved it. Cause she like read it, you know? And then the next thing is Nella finding the article too. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then. The whole thing, Nella's the running from the constables back in the past. And Nella's like, I already was going to kill myself. So I'm on the bridge. She's like, Eliza, run into the crowd. Save mm-hmm. yourself because they're going to hang us. She's on the edge of the, the bridge. Mm-hmm. And the next page, Caroline reads the other article. And it's like suicide. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she jumped. But when yes. you go back to the past, it's not her who jumps. It's fucking Eliza. And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, it was like a very fun, like last few chapters. Yeah. Back and forth. Who actually died? Is Eliza died died? because Eliza was so, so Eliza was drawn to mystical arts because to banish spirits. Mm -hmm. So Nella gave her like a mystical arts uh, book. So she goes to that bookshop. She meets this really cute guy who gives her like recipes for like magical potions. Right. That his and it was his mother's book. Yeah, that like, was cute. It's like, it's like voodoo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it was you, cute though. It was, he was like cute. this was my mama's book. You can have it though. It was their relationship like so cute. Like anyway, continue Alicia. It was random it. though. It was just like fucking dropped in there. It like, wasn't it was random like, because she needed that to create yep. these spells that they were gonna live for, and so then she marries him. But and it needed you needed to see the future for her. Yeah, you needed to see the future for her. Like hey, they were gonna have a thing. Yes, and so she finds one in there that's like a tonic to re- reverse like bad juju. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes a voodoo queen. She makes two vials right before Nella comes back and is like, "We gotta go because the cops the know." Cops are coming. Yeah, yeah. she it makes her. Be. Doesn't she make her drink it right then and there? No. So she oh. has the two vials in her in her dress while they're running. Eliza does. They get on the bridge. Eliza goes, "Okay," drinks her vial and then jumps into the uh, the river. And then Nella's like, what? And the, the constables don't can't really know the face. So Nella gets away with it. She's about to die because the plague inside of her. Mm-hmm. She goes back to write a letter to the mis- like Eliza's mistress. Be like, sorry, Eliza's not coming back. You know, drops it off at her house. Sees Eliza in the window, like thinks it's a ghost. Eliza comes Thanks. back, rips yeah. out the other vial. Oh, yeah. And then pours it down her throat. And then you find out later because... Caroline looks up Eliza's name because mm-hmm. she's in the register um, picture that she she got when she broke into the apothecary, which was a cool part. That was but, cool. And you see that Eliza opened up a magical shop in Brighton, which was like two hours away from and married the boy. Married the boy, and it said they had kids. They had kids, and it said I had an old friend who's still my confidant to this day. So now yeah. you know Nella lived, and I was like, "This is a- so her magical tonic worked." Okay, so I think good. it was the magical tonics that I was like, "This childish like aspect randomly just pops in," and I was like, "What the fuck?" But it didn't though, because she believed in the magic the whole time from the very beginning. Right, but we went from like murder and mayhem and killing people to. Yay, childish belief in magic. Like, but that's what Eliza's role was. Yes. 
I just didn't like it, guys. I didn't. Oh, I, it felt so. I was so disappointed. It fell so flat for me because I wanted to love it. I wanted so badly to love this book. It was so beautiful. And Rachel sped through it in like two days. So she was like, this book is great. And, you know, we like we like everything, you know, that that each other likes. Read. And it not, was quick. It was not quick, everything. Easy to, page turner. It was a very quick, yes. easy read. Yeah, it was a quick, easy read. But yes. I, maybe I was more in the mood for something with more depth. And so it fell flat with me. Because Let's just I be honest. Read. You were still just coming off your Outlander high. This is 100% factual. You know what? You just said that. And now I, nothing after I read Outlander can be trusted because I was so, torn. I was so torn apart by Outlander. And so just like in this world of God, did y'all yes. know she, She's 70 years old. Um, did you get the Who text? Is 70? Diana Gabaldon, if she fucking dies before the next book comes out, I'm going to set the world on fire. I didn't know she was 70. I didn't know that, but I don't read it. So I'm going to set the fucking world on fire. But let me just say, because even now with you rereading Crescent City, you've been criticizing Crescent City for all of the descriptive words that Sarah J. Mass is okay doing. so I'm not I'm not criticizing I'm just trying to point out to y'all that y'all are like Outlander has too many descriptions and I'm like this bitch got a lot of descriptions too he doesn't describe the dew falling off of a leaf <laughs> I don't remember Outlander doing oh that oh my either, gosh okay? girl I will find it when Let's she goes it. up to what's her husband's door her and Roger goes up to what's her fu- what's her fuck's face door who goes back and pass. I don't know. I didn't understand anything you just said. <laughs> when they're Shut looking up. for Jamie, Roger, okay. they're in Scotland. Roger okay. and Claire go find the husband, which is um, what's her face? She gives herself up as a witch to save Claire in the first book. Oh, yes. I know Roger you're about. wasn't there. It's when they're in the future, okay. when they're in present day, when they're looking for Jamie, okay, then they yeah. realize that Roger it, is a Mackenzie because he's actually part of the line from the chick that goes from back to the past. Galus. Galus That's Duncan. it. Galus. They mm-hmm. find where she lives. They go to his, her mm-hmm. house and they have to have mm-hmm. that awkward conversation. Like, oh, I'm like her cousin or With something. her drunk ass husband. Her drunk husband. Mm-hmm. When they're sitting at the door. She's like describing the potted plant and the dew coming off of it for literally two pages. But aren't you listening to them? I started reading it first and then I, was I went. about to say, how many, how do you know how many pages it is? I own four of them. I want to own them all. They have some fucking beautiful leather bound ones online that I need. I'm just saying. Back to the lost apothecary. The one thing I didn't like and why it got a a four for me. It was very sad. Each story, each woman had sad. Nella had a betrayal from a husband, lost her, her child, child oh, was murdered by, or not even her husband. Sorry. Her baby daddy, her baby that daddy. Fucking asshole. And she couldn't, she couldn't freaking have babies again for her life. And then she yeah. took it vengeance by killing these men, which a lot of them were bad men, but still. Yeah. Um, well, women were so shit on back then, you know, like women were, we, it, women were property basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this 12 year old girl, the miss, you know, with, 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 I called her Aliza, but, oh, I, work, okay. but I work I, with someone who's I kind of like that. I've never yeah, heard that before. Aliza. I like that. So the girl, the woman that I work with, that's, this is how you spell her name and that's how you pronounce it. So, okay. I always, but I, I love just it went with Aliza, but for me, Aliza was like, you could, when you figure out, like, because the master, he was like, he was going to rape her. He was going to put her in a position to have sex with him, even though she was only 12 years old. He was looking at her. Yes. And the mistress, she knew that. Mm -hmm. And that's why, because there's a talk about where did the other one go? And Mm -hmm. she thought that she was being haunted because she thought that the other girl died disappeared the other maid mm-hmm. and 
come to find out, like, I think it was the same situation. She I had, think it, yeah, I think she was pregnant. I think she died in childbirth, right? From, and I think it was his kid. Mm-hmm. So he was so freaking skeevy. So mm-hmm. I hated that. Like here she is, she's 12. She's going through this. She kind of knew like it was not a good thing, but she didn't know enough about it to know his intentions. She just like had that feeling, right? Like this was going to be bad. So I just felt so like, man, I felt so bad for these female characters. Like they all got shit on. They the really did. Sad. Each story was sad. And yeah, there man. really wasn't, I mean, there was a small happy ending with Caroline deciding her worth at the end that she's going to put herself first yes. over yeah. everything. Nella finding happiness with the little girl and living. And Y'all are then, making me like this book more. Like, stop it. And then I the was, little girl getting married, having, married having a shop, having kids. Having and- kids, having a mom because she's a maid because she's an yeah. orphan. No, so, no, no, she's no, no. not. Her her mom sent her there for a better life. Because they were in um, the farms she, and her mom hated the farms. Didn't and her she, mom die? Like, I feel like mm-mm. her mom died. No, her mom, she was like the only girl and the dad just wanted her for like work hands. And then oh. the dad was like, yeah, I'm just going to marry. Like, she would have just been like stuck as like a farmer's wife her whole yeah. life. And she's oh. like, and her oh, mom wanted more for so her. So much more. Oh, okay. So put her in like servitude because she can work her way up in London more than she could just be oh. stuck on the farm. Right. Uh, she could be a lady. Like this was good then you know? because she still then like missed a mother figure like in yeah. those yes. important years of her life. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Staying with Nella gave her that. And I thought that was good. You know, like her getting like, in the end, the two of them needing one another. Yeah, I agree. Getting each other. Like, I thought that was good. So there were some happy parts, but we yeah. have 300 pages of sadness. Yeah, Straight sadness until like <laughs> yeah. nine pages. I'm laughing because I didn't mind the sadness. And I'm just like, I'm so fucked up. Was- yeah, yeah you like, oh gosh, everything's <laughs> depressing. Your life is depressed. You're getting eaten from the outside from murdering guys. And you're so sad because you lost your baby. Like your husband cheated on you and now you don't know what you're just like Eliza, you think you're being haunted because you don't know what your periods are. Like everybody's sad. There's no happy moment at all in this book until Eliza lives from jumping off a bridge. Nella lives. It's literally like the last 10 pages. Caroline decides (laughs) to put herself first. And I'm like, okay, good. But it's like... (laughs) It's good. It just is sad. Like the whole book is sad. So... That was why I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, I need some happiness up in here. There's none. Happiness. But that's I think that's why I like Tom Pepper because he's like the only happiness in the damn book. When he's yes. like, my mom used one of these spells. So she had nine babies and they all died until she used <laughs> one of these spells from this magical book that brought. And love, even that's fucking sad. My love. And then he died at like 24. I don't understand. Yeah, he died too. It was like shit. There's symbolism in that for real. Like all the men dying in this book, that's symbolism, baby. We like that. We like that. I'm just like, I'm so terrible. I'm like, the men died. Great. (laughs) A lot of them in this book deserved it. I don't think little Tom Pepper did though. He was a great guy. He was really nice and cute and sweet. So he was the only joy really in this book was damn Tom Pepper in the two pages he was in the book, giving her giving her the magical book and being like, I hope you come back and tell me if it works. But I mean, I laughed a lot because bless her heart with thinking bless her, her heart, thinking her period was the ghost. coming. Out. I swear to God, I laughed so hard at that y'all. I was so disturbed and, <laughs> but I laughed so hard. Bless it. <laughs> I was like, this baby, somebody has done her an injustice. And I was like, can you please just tell Nella? So Nella can tell you this is the period, girl. It's okay. It's supposed to happen. It's the way of the world, baby. Baby, it's okay. You can have babies (laughs) now, but. Oh, shit. I was dying because I'm like, you know, that to me would be so fucking traumatic. Like, hey, yeah, I just killed this guy. Meanwhile, now there's blood leaking down my legs. Like, what the fuck? there's this hole here i didn't know was here and now there's blood coming out of it and y'all i don't know what to do i mean you know and at that age it could be coming out of any of those places like you typically be like it's coming out my butthole for all yeah. i know like you well, know? And, it, 
Well, somebody who's raised in that time frame where you're taught about purity and think, you know, like, obviously you don't even consider touching yourself from that time frame. You don't have oh, yeah. porn to look at to figure out that shit. You know what I mean? But I mean, so, she's 12, so she best not be, yeah. right? If y'all don't think 12 year olds watching porn in these days, y'all ridiculous. Stop. Um, not my 12 year old. She Mine's not because she, they don't have access to shit, but you know, there's a lot of them out there. Some kids. Yeah. I guess you're not We live in a digital age, but kids back then, they, you know, they were very sheltered simply from the fact that she didn't know what a period was, but I really struggled with that. (laughs) This girl is 12 years old and she doesn't know what a period is. And I struggled with that because my history self is being like, they sheltered, but she lived on a farm. They not that sheltered. Her mama would have told her that shit already, or she would have seen. She'd have been at twelve years old. Come at on, 12, y'all. At twelve years old, this child is cleaning. She's doing all the laundry. She sees blood on the laundry. What is she cleaning? You know what I mean? Well, she wasn't that. She just wrote letters. She yeah. was a real before she went there at twelve years old. She was helping on the farm, y'all. Now look. Bridgerton she did not tell her about Mm. the whole sex thing she was a lady that was completely separate from the way that people on farms were raised people on farms were introduced to sex from animals um a lot of men back then thought that prior to starting to have sex that you could only have sex from the back because that's the way animals did it if you're raised on a farm that is the way they, people think if they don't talk is about it, things like is that. Is that a true statement? Yes. Shut up. Are you serious? People, yes. <laughs> it, men, think about it. If you're a, you know, 12, 13 year old boy, because back then they did start having sex a lot earlier because they got married at 15 and 16. Yeah. So if a boy sees farm, a farm boy sees farm animals having sex and they're doing it from the back because that is the way animals procreate um then they think that is the way to do it because they don't they don't ask those questions because it's awkward and embarrassing but a a 12 year old girl on a farm back then I promise y'all has been helping out with the laundry and the cooking and stuff since she was like six years old okay you're basically done being a kid at that point so you're helping out with all of the washing you see the blood that your mother is having from her cycle but your mom is old enough to like wear rags like even eliza was like i ripped up a piece of shirt and stuffed it in my pants like right and you rewash them and you use them again yeah so i mean she so she would see the blood (laughs) and she would she would see the blood on the rags that you wash maybe we will just have to agree to disagree once again one thing I did like about this, you're talking to the history major over here. <laughs> I'm not okay, so I'm not a big history person. However, I did really like the aspect of Caroline digging into the British Library, pulling up these old documents and bulletins to find, you know, doing the research, research. finding the deathbed, mm-hmm. you know, confession from Lady Clarence to find that the apothecary yeah. that was so fun and made history seem fun because yeah, I related to that really boring yeah. because that would be what I, you just destroyed me I know I destroyed my husband all the time so. I know this is why he's my brother I know that's fun me I and just, him will go to London and you and me can go to London we'll have you know me you and Rachel we'll go have tea me and Derek we're finna go look at some history shit okay I mean I like to go see all the history stuff I do we just don't get off I on it. I just like don't want to. We, watch I do. I get off on it. After. <clears throat> oh, I love documentaries. I know. Derek too. It's okay but, because me and Derek would go from documentaries to trash ass real real housewives of whatever. But I like that aspect Perfect. of the book. It made me excited to see yes. like, how historians yeah. dig into all that and how like, we keep that history. Yeah. How that is kept and I, I love that that we get I to agree. keep that history and it can yeah. solve old cases and murders and, and stuff. it all just so. stemmed from one vial one bear and yeah one, okay. one little confession y'all like that huh y'all like that history a little bit <laughs> I got your next read no you don't I do I already have to read but, your psychological th- thriller 
it's, it's oh called, i mean you you do need to read that but if y'all like the digging of the history and you like the real aspect of learning about that shit in real life you need to read michelle moran's nefertiti and the heretic queen and you don't have they're not inter they're related but you, they're they're standalone so you can read them. yeah you've said that you've liked this book i think but Casey, they yeah. have not found nefertiti they continually think they have found her in in new tombs and things like that so i mean that really relates with history you know modern day figuring things out and and learning new things because every time they come out with we found this mummy it might be nefertiti i'm like my boy zahi hawas gotta be there and figuring this shit out okay y'all really might like it it's really good it's very bloody female powered like y'all ancient egypt is bloody it's vicious I'll add it to my tbr I'll yeah it's, it. the never-ending tbr <laughs> this bitch thought she gonna put it at the bottom y'all really like it i'm telling it's not in here i don't have it in here we'll it's in the living room all right guys so <laughs> y'all be killing me um, maybe we got kaylee to like the book a little bit more you made me understand it a little more and and okay. you made me did realize yes i had i was still coming down from an outlander high because i'm still not down from the outlander high so judgy mcjudger yeah okay i admit it bring it from a two star to now a 3.5 star (laughs) okay i'll bring it to at least at least a three star because you're right i was coming from an outlander high and that did make me very judgy of other books but at least i'm so happy we waited until this to talk about it because we have not discussed a lot of debate yeah you know how hard it's been when we discuss books all the time to be like don't say shit for the podcast especially for books that you know some of us liked and some of us didn't like because usually we all really like the same thing Yes, and like, why don't you like it? And why did you not? Like, what? No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're you like, like this book, did it? You're like, bitch. First of all, if you don't make me a PowerPoint presentation about why you didn't like this, we're gonna fight. Hit you over the head till I mean, not cover though. It wouldn't hurt a lot. It's only 300 pages. You want to hurt somebody, get a Sarah Mass book. Bitch, if I hit you with the corner of this book in the right place, your ass is going down. I've seen enough bones. I was about to say, damn, you don't watch too much Criminal Minds with Hagen. All right, guys. So check us out on our Instagram at the Territorial Faye Podcast. Check us out on Facebook. Click on our link tree and see all of the good places where you can find us. And until next time, happy listening.